show me the money. I think it's time to extend Jesper Brat. And also, what are my thoughts on Alexander Holtz during the course of this season? Should we keep him in Utica? Should he be given a few chances at the NHL level? And also, what are my thoughts going into this game against the Columbus Blue Jackets? We have a lot to discuss in this episode. Buckle up. Your Locked On Devils, your daily podcast on the New Jersey Devils. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hi, this is Bryce Salvador, and you're Locked On Devils with Trey Matthews. Alrighty now, what is up New Jersey? Welcome back to the Locked On Devils podcast from the Locked On Network. I'm your host, college hockey play-by-play announcer and also Devils writer for Pucks and Pitchforks, Trey Matthews. And the New Jersey Devils have another game against the Columbus Blue Jackets later today. However, I want to talk about Alexander Holtz and his situation because here's the thing about Alexander Holtz. He is a great player with a lot of upside and a whole lot of potential. However, it just seems like he cannot fit in with the New Jersey Devils, but somehow, some way, he does well in the AHL program. So when looking at Alexander Holtz's stats right now while playing for the Utica Comets, he has appeared in 12 games, he has 7 goals, 6 assists for a grand total of 13 points, and he has a plus-minus of plus 3. So you know the talent for Alexander Holtz is there. However, when he gets to the NHL, it's a whole different story for him especially if you looked at that Boston Bruins game in which like Mackenzie Blackwood totally dropped the ball and gave up the first goal of the game yes that blame could be put on uh, Mackenzie Blackwood but Alexander Holtz didn't exactly look all that great on the other side of things that led to that goal so you know just to give the context in that instance but when looking at Alexander Holtz right now for the New Jersey Devils Uh, He has appeared in seven games. He has zero goals, two assists for a grand total of two points, and he has a plus minus of negative three. So I would have expected Alexander Holtz to get his first career goal by now. I don't don't think I'm alone in this case. So the, the question is, what do the New Jersey Devils do with Alexander Holtz? Because obviously it seems as though he is way too talented for the AHL team, but he's not exactly ready for the NHL. And there's a lot of questions that need to be answered because look at the context. The New Jersey Devils have a lot of guys in the COVID protocol, like a lot of key guys, you know, Andreas Janssen, Pavel Zaka, Igor Sharangovich. You would think that would be a chance for Alexander Holtz to maybe get some decent minutes. I saw Alex Chabansi tweet out before the game against the Columbus Blue Jackets saying that um, he expected or he didn't see any reason why Alexander Holtz wouldn't be inserted into the top six since, like I said, we were missing a few key guys guys due to the COVID protocol. Um, However, it was revealed that the New Jersey Devils actually removed Alexander Holt from the taxi squad and sent him back down to Utica. Now, here's the thing about the taxi squad. As some of you may have known, I've already talked about this in a recent episode. uh, There's only a certain amount of players that the New Jersey Devils can add to their taxi squad due to the NHL's rules in regards to that concept and Alexander Holtz meets the requirements. So my question is, what is next for Alexander Holtz? And this is going to be a little, I guess, confusing and a little controversial. So Uh, I'm going to just give you guys the overall backstory. So Alexander Holtz, he was drafted uh, seventh overall in the 2020 NHL draft. He is a sniper, uh, a lot of hype surrounding him originally from Sweden. And uh, he joined the Binghamton Devils towards the end of last year. He was able to make some sort of impact in his short time there. So he appeared in 10 games. He had one goal, two assists for a grand total of three points and a plus minus of negative five. However, the stats don't really tell the story. Think about the context. Like I said, joining a team really late when it's already a 
established. Uh, the coach for the Binghamton Devils organization said that uh, Alexander Holtz was actually doing pretty decent in terms of just sliding in on the special teams, like the power play, things of that nature. So just think of the context before you look at the stats. And, um, you know, there, there was a lot of hype surrounding Alexander Holtz going into this year because I, I thought it was a bona fide decision that, Alexander Holtz would make the New Jersey Devils roster. And I, I talked about it during the course of preseason. I said uh, I wouldn't be surprised if Alexander Holtz and Dawson Mercer both made the opening night roster for the New Jersey Devils because both of them put up a pretty good performance during preseason, during training camp, based on what I was hearing in the news. So I, I was just like, why not have both Holtz or Mercer onto the roster? And But I, I did say if I had to make a decision and if there's just no room to keep both of them, I would have said maybe I would keep Mercer just because what I was seeing from Mercer, some of the things you just can't teach. And that's another problem that uh, Alexander Holtz has run into because I don't think anyone anticipated for Mercer to be this good. Like, he, he's not really doing much right now. I mean, he had an opportunity to get a goal against the Columbus Blue Jackets, and I think he had a few opportunities against the Boston Bruins. But theoretically speaking, you know, Dawson Burster is in the running for the Calder Memorial Trophy race. And uh, is he going to win? No. But the, the fact that he has his name in that race and was actually making headlines here and there uh, says a lot of what he's been able to do this season. So that's a problem that Alexander Holtz has run into, which is like, you know, can he outshine Dawson Mercer? Because unfortunately, inadvertently that's what Alexander Holtz is going to be compared to because both of them were drafted in the respective draft class both of them were competing for a roster spot we saw Alexander Holtz do really well uh, paired with Jack Hughes because I was just like you know what I, I think Alexander Holtz might be uh, a, a good option for the Devils to have in their bottom six I, I said maybe slide him into the third line because I didn't really want him in our top two lines I didn't think he did that well but at the same time I felt like he did well enough to earn a spot but the reason that the New Jersey the Devils sent him down to Binghamton to begin the year was just because they felt as though they would be cheating him out of just getting uh, quality minutes playing on the power play. They felt like that would be unfair for him and he won't be able to perform. Well, you know, they're kind of doing the same thing right now because I just said there's a few key players like Zakov, Sharon Govich, Janssen, you know, a few key players who are on the COVID protocol who are set to miss a few games. And yet Alexander Holtz, when he was playing in the Boston Bruins game, he was playing on the bottom six. So he's not really going to get that many minutes. So my question for the New Jersey Devils is if not now, when? That, that's the huge question I have because, let's face it, Jesper Broad has taken a step forward. Jack Hughes has taken a step forward. Dawson Mercer is doing pretty well and putting up respectable numbers during the course of his rookie year. And Andreas Janssen has certainly taken a step forward. Sharon Govich looks like he's starting to pick things up just a little bit. So if not now, when? That's my question for the New Jersey Devils. And maybe it's not going to come this year, but maybe next year for Alexander Holtz because I just don't see him uh, fitting in for the Devils right now. I think it's in the devil's best interest to keep him in Utica as much as they can just so he can get those decent amount of minutes so that way he can put up those great stats he doesn't grow rusty because if we continue to just put him on our NHL roster put him in the lineup and just say have at it then I think it's doing him a huge disservice because he won't be able to just capitalize on his strengths and he's just going to continue to get exposed he's going to continue to look lost out there I was big on Alexander Holtz when we brought him back up and I just said here's an opportunity 
opportunity for him to just show why he belongs on an NHL roster. But for right now, he hasn't really proven that. So my my thing is, I don't think it's going to come this year, but maybe next year. And I would have to see what the Devils do during the course of the offseason. But for right now, for Alexander Holtz, I think it's just best to keep him in Utica. So that way he could just continue to grow and he can develop. And maybe, you know, come next year, he and Dawson Mercer, that, that could be a whole new line. We could call that the 2020 draft line because if Dawson Mercer takes a step forward and then Alexander Holtz is able to do big things during his official rookie year, then uh, that, that's actually a very good thing for the New Jersey Devils. And I, I think Alexander Holtz has a lot of potential, but unfortunately, we're, he, he just doesn't have that opportunity to shine and let's face it guys with a few key players out for COVID protocol and Alexander Holtz not really capitalizing on that opportunity do do you really think like when everyone comes back healthy when everyone is not injured uh, you know knock on wood hopefully that does happen but still um, do you really think Alexander Holtz is going to dominate do you really think he's going to light the NHL world on fire I highly doubt it, and I I think it's just best for them to keep him in the AHL program right now, let him develop, let him grow, let him make mistakes, and just let him get accustomed to uh, moving into the States, because like I said, he joined the Binghamton Devils very late last season, towards the end of their season, and it was just basically uh, a way for him to get a couple reps here and there, but uh, unfortunately, we, we already have one rookie on our team, and that's uh, Dawson Mercer. Or let, let, let me rephrase that. We already have a dominating rookie. We already have a rookie who's a focal point. We already have a, a rookie that we trust in, and that is Dawson Mercer. So I'm just putting that out there, and I just don't think Alexander Holtz will be able to uh, come out the shadow of uh, Dawson Mercer. So that's my overall opinion. So I, I was seeing that question float around on Twitter just a little bit, just like what's going to happen with Alexander Holtz? What do we do? And that's my opinion. If you agree with me, great. If you don't, well, you know, we're just going to have to agree to disagree. But I'm just saying I want what's best for Alexander Holtz. I want what's best for his career. And I just don't, I, I just think that him playing at the NHL level right now, especially with how well the Devils are theoretically doing or how much the Devils are improving, just to put it conservatively, I I think it'd just be doing him a disservice if we just rush him into the NHL. There's really no rush, guys. Like, you know, like I said, Alexander Holtz has potential. Like, I just told you guys his stats while playing for the Utica Comets. He, He is going to go places, but he's not going to if we continue to just rush him or if we continue to force him into that role. So in my opinion, I think it's best for Alexander Holtz for a majority of the season or maybe, you know, I'd say going the rest of the way, bring him up if it's an absolute emergency. If we have another outbreak, if we're dealing with three or four injuries like we are doing right now, then quite honestly, you know, I I think he needs to stay in Utica. But, you know, uh, that's my overall opinion. And some of you might agree with me. Some of you might disagree with me. And I can bet on that. Speaking of bet, I think it's time for you guys to go to betonline.ag. BetOnline would like to wish you a happy new betting year as we continue our march to the playoffs and beyond. BetOnline remains your number one spot for all the best sports wagering action for 2022. New year and new updated desktop and mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code LOCKEDON to get started. From football, basketball, hockey, boxing, and UFC right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2022 season. BetOnline is the fastest, easy way to wager on all your favorite sports. Bet online where the game starts. Please remember to gamble responsibly. And also visit our friends at Locked 
on bets for all your betting needs there as well. And now, the second live read comes from our friends at Built Bar. So, it's a new year, which means New Year's resolutions. If yours is about getting fit or eating healthier, make sure you include Built Bar in your plan. Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, maybe even better than a candy bar. Built Bar makes it easy to stick to your resolution because it tastes so good, you'll want to eat it. Unlike other protein bars, which can be chalky or waxy or taste like a chemical spill, you want to eat healthy, but it just gets so boring by like week three, you're just thinking, where's the chocolate? This isn't worth it. Built Bars are covered in 100 100% real chocolate. Could you believe that? But they're very healthy. Most built bars contain these stats 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. And compare that to a candy bar, which usually is around 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and dozens of net carbs. Here's an idea for a new year go to your secret stash at home and pantry, at the office, in the car, wherever you keep it. Uh, throw out all that sugary or calorie filled treats, like your wife has been telling you, and replace them with built bars. So that way, when you're craving a snack or a treat, you can re- reach for something that's healthy and tastes incredible even if you're not a huge fan of working out you can still eat something that's good and is very good for your body so there's so many flavors to choose from there's coconut almond peanut butter brownie raspberry cookies and cream salted caramel mint brownie and many more in fact built is always coming out with new limited time flavors so check out built.com often to see what's new the offer is go to built.com use promo code locks 15 you'll get 50 percent off your order again use promo code locks 15 for 15 percent off at built.com and now let's talk about Jesper brought for a second because i kind of hinted at it in the very last episode, but I think it's time to extend Jesper Brat, and I'll tell you guys what I'm thinking in terms of contract length. So for for Jesper Brat, he is currently leading our team in uh, points, assists, and goals, and he and Jack Hughes have been a great duo together, and I talked about the overall improvement from Jesper Brat and how he is about to just have a career year. And is it the best in the NHL? No, but it's great to our standards. We love to see things like this. So I told you guys in the last episode that his career high in points was 35. However, he had a plus minus of negative 16. So that that kind of says a a few things. And that was in uh, 74 game appearances. So in 34 game appearances, he has 32 points and he has a plus minus of plus five. So, you know, the impact is much better. But overall for Jesper Brat, I just really love what he and Jack Hughes have done this season. And they've, they've surprised me, actually, because um, last year, Jesper Brat played mostly on the second line. Jack Hughes was on the top line. And I thought Jesper Brat, Pavel Zaka, and Nico Heizer did pretty well together. And then, you know, you got Jack Hughes, Yanni Kwokinen, and uh, Igor Sharangovich on the top line last season, or at least to finish it out. So the thing about Jesper Brat, he's a great offensive weapon to have for the New Jersey Devils, and they need to keep relying on him. So... Keep that duo of Jack Hughes and Jesper Brock because it just seems like uh, they, they just mesh so well together. And uh, like I said, we have Jack Hughes signed to a, a, a long-term deal. So maybe we don't sign Jesper Brock to that kind of deal, but we sign him to maybe a three-year extension. So uh, to give you guys reference, uh, before the start of last season, we signed Jesper Brock to a two-year extension. So he'll become a restricted free agent after this season is up. So, um, you know, it'll be a little easier for the Devils to resign him. I fully anticipate that they will resign him. I, I highly doubt they're just going to, like, let him walk or, uh, you know, if if other circumstances were to arise, I, I highly doubt the New Jersey Devils will let him go to another team without uh, putting up some sort of a fight. So uh, the thing is, he's 23, so he has a whole lot of upside, and he, it just seems like he approves year after year after year. And similar to Jack Hughes, you know, he's seen a lot of uh, turmoil in our organization. He's 
uh, seeing coach swaps. He's seen GM swaps. He's seen, uh, you know, the roster ba basically being gutted and basically having to start from the ground up. So he and Jack Hughes are, despite them being very, very young on this team, they've seen a lot of things on this roster that some of the players haven't um, seen yet. So um, for Jesper Brat, I just think uh, it, 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 we need to sign him to like a three or four year extension just because we, we, we need to see this investment. So uh, for any of my business people or business savvy people, whatever the case might be, you know, the thing about an investment is that you pounce on it when you see upside, or I believe that's what you do. But uh, when you see someone like Jesper Brat and you see the improvement, you see what Jack Hughes is doing, because let's, let's think about this. Do you think Jack Hughes has the season he is having if, it, if, uh, Jesper Brat wasn't there? I don't think so, quite honestly. I, I think Jack Hughes would still have a good season, but I don't think he would be taking it to this level because to give you guys reference once again, Jack Hughes has 12 points in the last five games. So do you think without Jesper Brat that he gets those points? No, he, he can't do it by himself. He needs some help. And like I said, we, we need to acknowledge Jesper Brat and his overall impact because I feel like he falls under the radar. And, you know, I, I get it. Jack Hughes is on a roll and Jack Hughes has been by far the leader of this team and he's arguably our best player but let's not forget about Jesper Brat because he could be a staple point in our organization moving forward and remember what I said in in yesterday's episode diamond in the rough he was in, drafted um in the sixth round back in 2016 how many players uh go to the NHL drafted out of the sixth round and have the overall impact that that Jesper Brat is having uh, I, I think you can only count on like what two hands. <laughs> I don't think there's that many players. So I, I think yes, we're brought quite honestly, and I, I don't want this to be a hot take or anything, but I think similar to Jack Hughes, um, if, if he plays his cards right, if he's paired with the right group of guys, then quite honestly, I can see Jack Hughes and Jesper Brock, I can see both of them getting like a 90-point season together, quite honestly. And I I genuinely, genuinely, genuinely believe that because, like, like I said, look at the overall impact from Jesper Brock. He's almost a point-per-game player. He has 32 points in 34 game appearances. He's improving. He's 23 years of age. He still has a lot of time in this league and like I said we have Jack Hughes signed to a long-term deal so maybe it's time to just have some stability with Jack Hughes because that's the one thing I've been talking about uh when we were just you know rumored to maybe search for a different coach I just said you know the Devils organization might be a little hesitant on that because they for the sake of Jack Hughes and his development for the sake of the other young players on this roster they need some stability they need a plan they need a course of action and right now I think we're starting to form things and we just need to bake it together so we got Jesper Brown we got his overall improvement Nico Heizer is taking steps forward despite you know being injured uh now and then and again and then you got Jack Hughes despite missing like a month of the season he's well on the pace to uh to get my overall prediction correct hopefully he could keep this up and he could keep playing at elite status but uh, I it, it won't be out of the realm of possibility for Jack Hughes to get 70 points this season like I said he could at the beginning of this year and quite honestly, if he was uh, healthy, uh, who's who knows what he could have potentially done. So, you know, uh, at, at the beginning of this season, I was talking about Quokinen. I was talking about Sharon Govich. And yeah, that's good and all. But um, I, I think with uh, Jesper Brat, it's just a safer bet that his improvement is legitimate because 
no offense to Quokinen, no offense to Sharon Govich. You guys know I love Sharon Govich, but they were rookies and, you know, they're new guys and um, it's still a coin flip and, you know, we're just trying to see like um, where they're going as players. But for Jesper Bratt, I think we've pretty much established the kind of player he is and j just the plays that he and Jack Hughes are, are making, you can't really teach that. So in my overall opinion, I think it's time to extend uh, Jesper Bratt to a three or four year extension. So that way uh, he and Jack Hughes can develop together and maybe we can have a scary duo in New Jersey, quite honestly, because I think Dougie Hamilton saw the investment in the New Jersey Devils and look where we're at right now. So that's my personal opinion on the whole matter of Jesper Bratt. Uh, and I think you guys can agree with me. I think he deserves that extension. So obviously, we've been talking about a lot of future plans for the New Jersey Devils. We talked about Alexander Holtz, and we talked about Jesper Bratt. So that is obviously the futures. Let's focus on the now for the New Jersey Devils because, once again, we have a game against the Columbus Blue Jackets, and I'm actually looking forward to this game because I think the New Jersey Devils will clean it up just a little bit. So, you know, I, I actually saw a tweet saying that Lindy Ruff was back and the New Jersey Devils were taking dumb penalties. They were making uh, dumb mistakes, and, you know, that stuff can happen. But keep in mind, Lindy Ruff did have to um, spend some time in quarantine so he wasn't able to be with the team so I think the Devils did actually pretty well and actually put up a pretty good performance uh they did give me a heart attack in period number one and they did give me another heart attack in period number two with all the dangerous shots they were letting up but still at the at the same time Mackenzie Blackwood uh, played a fantastic game in pipes and um it, it kind of leads to uh just my next talking point so here's the thing about uh tonight's game against the columbus blue jackets i would not be surprised if lindy ruff decides to rest mckenzie blackwood for this game and put in uh john gillies because let, 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 let's face it guys um mckenzie blackwood has been putting putting up a lot of work uh against the boston bruins against the columbus blue jackets so i think it is time um, for John Gillies to uh, get another crack at it in between uh, the pipes for the New Jersey Devils because uh, the last time we saw John uh, Gillies uh, was actually before the extended Christmas break. So, uh, and keep in mind, he's our backup goalie. So I think it's time to rest Mackenzie Blackwood um, because here's the thing. If we were just um, playing the Columbus Blue Jackets and then we were playing like the Islanders and the Coyotes, then... I think Lindy Ruff can really just pick any day he would theoretically want uh, to rest Mackenzie Blackwood just because, you know, these aren't really teams that you fear. But the one game that's a huge X factor, that's a huge question mark, is the Tampa Bay Lightning game. You need all hands on deck. And I think he would much rather have a rested Mackenzie Blackwood for that game because, like I said, if we want to beat the Tampa Bay Lightning, if we want to show that first win against them was not a fluke because we were able to uh, uh, win the game despite them leading after two periods and they were on a long, long, long win streak in terms of just uh, leading after the second period and ended up winning. So uh, lo and behold, we were able to break that. That, uh, streak but at the end of the day you know the, uh, a win can be sometimes considered a fluke and maybe that was a fluke win for the New Jersey Devils so my overall opinion whether it's John Gillies whether it's someone else like Akira Schmidt I think it's time to give Mackenzie Blackwood a rest so going into this game they're definitely going to have to rely on Jesper Bratt and Jack Hughes if Lindy Ruff ultimately does decide to give Mackenzie Blackwood the night off because here's the thing guys the Columbus Blue Jackets even though they lost that game they didn't exactly look like a bad team so uh, I think out of 
like all the quote unquote bad teams that we're facing on this stretch, aside from the Tampa Bay Lightning, I think the Columbus Blue Jackets would give us the most trouble. And at the same time, the New Jersey Devils were able to just move up in the Metropolitan Division a couple spots. Um, after that win against the Columbus Blue Jackets. So if we really want to be serious about just trying to get that final wild card spot, I know here I go again talking about the playoffs, even though it is a great distance away. I'm just saying we got to take these gimme wins into consideration because they do add up towards uh, the end. So my overall opinion for the New Jersey Devils coming into this game is that if Mackenzie Blackwood is going to be giving the night off, like I said, I, at the time of this recording, I have not heard anything. I cannot confirm anything. This is just pure speculation. Um, then we really need to just uh, keep the puck away from John Gillies or uh, Akira Schmidt, whoever uh, is in net for the New Jersey Devils, just because, you know, I uh, let's face it, I don't think John Gillies or uh, Akira Schmidt are going to make the big stops like Mackenzie Blackwood was making against the Columbus Blue, Blue Jackets because I even said in the last episode that um, that uh, Mackenzie Blackwood made a few lucky saves because I've seen him let up goals like that during the course of the season but sometimes it's better to be lucky than good and sometimes it's good to be lucky so like I said not going to complain about that but overall uh, you know going into this matchup um, the New Jersey Devils just cannot go daydreaming. Like, uh, I, I can't reiterate that enough. So skate well, shoot the puck, uh, go on the attack, look for like, you know, Ryan Graves to have some sort of an impact. My player to look out for, because I, this is probably the no does, um, the, the, the no duh choice. This is probably a very obvious candidate. You, you probably already know who I'm going to say. I'm going to say Jack Hughes. He's been a man on fire. And until I see any other reason uh, not to pick him as my player to watch, he's going to continue to be my player to watch because, like I said, he is racking up the points ever since the Christmas break. And he is just putting his stamp down on the NHL. And he's starting to wake people up. And I, I think it's time for Jack Hughes to maybe I'll, – I'll make a bold prediction. I predict for him to get uh, three points. So – uh, similar to his game uh, last time against the Columbus Blue Jackets this time, I expect for him to get two goals and an assist. So flip it. So last game he had a goal, empty netter, and he had two assists. I expect for him to have two goals and assists. That's my prediction for Jack Hughes. So let me know what you guys think about my overall predictions. Let me know what you guys think about uh, the Devils uh, going into this matchup against Columbus Blue Jackets. Also, I'm curious to know what you guys think about uh, the whole Jesper Broad contract extension uh, discussion that I had. And also, what are your thoughts on Alexander Holtz? Do you agree with me? Should we uh, keep him in Utica for a majority of the season and just bring him up if it's a dire emergency? Or should we continue to give him NHL chances? I'm curious to know what you guys think about that because, uh, like I said, I was seeing some tweets uh, going around saying, like, what are we going to do with Alexander Holtz? And I just said, you know what? I might as well make an episode on this. So as for today's episode, that's all time I have for you guys today. Uh, continue to stay safe. Have a wonderful day, New Jersey. Go Devils, and I will catch you guys in the next episode. Thanks for listening.